0: Welcome back to the podcast, and just a heads up for our viewers out there, we did go through a restructuring, so we've gone from the Revelation Lounge to The Frequency, so the new podcast name is The Frequency. Welcome to The Frequency, y'all. Today, we have a really beautiful guest. She is an up-and-coming model. She's a single mother, Tamika. Tamika, welcome to the show. Oh my God. Not, not everybody <laughs> okay so thank you so much for having me here lex yeah i'm i'm so excited to talk about your story you and i met through a mutual friend yes and i don't know a whole lot about your story but one profound thing that i did come to learn about you is that you're legally blind yes. so today i really would like to talk about your journey of transformation from having your sight because you w- you weren't born blind. So I want to talk about your transformation from having your eyesight, what that process looked like, and then how your life has changed since losing your sight. So share with us one more time because I don't believe it, I might need to see some ID, share with us one more time your age. <laughs>
1: I am a fabulous 47
0: years old. Fabulous 47. Yeah. Y'all see the sauce? Y'all see the sauce? Okay. (laughs) Take us back to when you had your full sight and what your life looked like and then how you transitioned into going legally blind.
1: So at the age of seven... um, I was, had. it's called night blindness. Um, that's how it happened. During the night, I was bumping into couches, bumping into tables and stuff of that nature. Knowing that I knew where everything was at in the house, but I was still bumping to them. So my mom like, okay, let's take her to the eye doctor. Telling my dad, let's take her to the eye doctor, see what's going on. Cause I'm not understanding why she keep bumping to them. So they did all these tests and stuff on me. Come to find out I have RP. So RP equals retinitis. Pigmatosa. What is regular eye pigmatosa? It is a deficiency that's in your retina. So that means either the nerve or the, um, pretty much your nerve um, is damaged or is very weak in the retina area. So y'all know, like, hmm, let me give y'all a perfect example. You know how bugs bunny at the end of the credit when he come working through that little bitty hole that black hole you don't see nothing but the little bitty hole right so just imagine that eye and you trying to see through that little bitty hole okay so that's one way Mm -hmm. okay that's one way to show you an example another way is what i tell people is that when you go to your eye doctor and you get your eye dilated and your pupil you know um dilated and then you go through a car wash and the water is on there and you can barely see through the window. And then when you close your eyes, you have all these colorful lights, you know, going off. And then you see these black floaters. Welcome to my world. That's my world. Oh, okay. My eyes open. So when I was seven years old, I was diagnosed with Regnard's pigmentosa. they told me that I, eventually I will be going blind. Eventually. Um, but doing that, I was wearing glasses. And, you know, when you're little, you know, kids make fun of you and this and that. So I went through that ordeal. And then I got the courage to be like, okay, you want to make fun of me? I'm going to make fun of you too. So. Okay. Yeah, I got, I, I, yeah, I did that. Yeah.
0: Your journey with your eyesight kind of started shifting at seven. I didn't realize you were that young when your eyesight started deteriorating.
1: At seven years old, yes. Um, so I went from a 2020 to like a 2060 or a 2080. So then I signed up with the Cleveland Site Center, which they are an amazing organization.
0: Shout out Cleveland Sight Center. Yes. Yes.
1: You know, <laughs> and, you know um, no, I mean, they've like really been a huge, major part of my life um that's where i got the confidence from because they had camps for us um they oh my god it's just amazing people there is so sweet i call it pleasantville because everybody's so pleasant there and so they have like these different activities for you know the blind community and we still act normal you know people don't put us in this box because when you go out in in the real world people want to put you in this box so in my life, growing up, people was putting me in this box. Um, one of the best stories I'm gonna say that I can recall is when I was in high school. My tenth grade teacher, English teacher, love her to pieces. Um, remember when we had a parent-teacher conference at night? Now this is back in the day. Now we yeah. do it do it every time. So at night, you know, parent-teacher conference, parent come in and. My desk was like in the middle. And I ain't saying nothing. My mom like, uh, where do my daughter sit at? Oh, she sit right there. Mm, she's supposed to be sitting in the front. So the teacher looked at me. My head went down. So why should she be sitting in the front? Oh, she didn't tell you? She have an eye disorder. She belonged with the Cleveland Sight Center. Blah, 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 blah. No, she didn't tell me. So as my mom was explaining the story to her, she was like, so really, Tamika? I said, mm-hmm. The very next day went to class she said i would like for you to do a report on your eyes i said okay I'll, I'll make sure i have it typed up this that oh no 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 you're gonna do an oral report huh so i had anxiety about that because you know how kids can be so cruel in high school oh my god yes. you know? but the site center allowed me to bring models in of the eye, so I could show them the back of the eye and everything and how it worked. And so when I say the class shipped it and they was asking questions and I mean, it just blew my mind. They was like so into it. And I think it's- Did, my Were question. they
0: supported after
1: that? After that, they was very supportive. Tamika, can you see that on the board? Tamika, you need some help? Tamika, I mean, very yes. and nice. To say, I thank her very much because she was the one that really brought me up out my shell. So um wow. yes, yes, you know, you, you have people in your life that will bring certain things up out of you, you know, certain qualities up out of you and, and, and make you shine.
0: And that that is one of the obvious qualities that you have is like a very, very undeniable level of self confidence. You said that that developed in that in that time of your life. Prior to that, were you kind of like a loner, a quiet child, a shy child?
1: No, I wasn't shy. Um, no, I wasn't uh, <laughs> I made friends with everybody. I was one of them kids like, hey, how you doing? My name is Tamika. What's yours? You know, I okay. Was okay. I was one of those kids that say, you know, talk to strangers. Are you doing okay? Good to meet you. Nice to meet you. You know? And till this day, I still say, hey, how you doing? And my cousin and everybody says, stop talking to strangers. You know, and but to think about it, you don't you never know what a person is going through. You know what I'm saying? So saying a little hi, hey, how you doing? You know, a little courage and words don't hurt nobody.
0: Speaking of that, we we often say that we can't tell you blind. Like we sometimes we like it's your faking because you, you really do carry yourself as if. The blindness is not even a factor. I would say God is on my side, and He lead
1: me the way.
0: That's what I look
1: at it. Going through transitioning from um, high school, during my high school years, I I love it. I wouldn't mind going back. Um, I became um, a volleyball player. I we went to the championship. I was like into it, you know. People are like, oh, you can't play volleyball, or oh, you can't do this. It's like when they find out that you're disabled, they put these, um, what's the right word? Oh, oh, oh. They put these barriers on you that you can't do this and you can't do that. So it's like you have to prove not just to yourself, but you have to prove to other people as well. So you have to be like 10 times better than the average person.
0: So let me let me let me just catch up with the story. So you you had the issues with your eyesight where it was kind of like looking through a very small hole and a lot of darkness back then around seven. Going through the years with your eyesight uh, gradually deteriorating over time by high school, what was your vision? What, what level of vision did you have? It
1: was like twenty over 80, 20 over one hundred. Um. So. just to let let everybody know what that means when you go to the eye doctor you see the eye chart you see the big old e on the very top okay then you go down to the second level then you go down to the third so i used to read anywhere between the third or the fourth level from the top when you get up to that big e that's like 20 over 200 20 over 400 something like that
0: and essentially, doesn't that mean that you see at 200 feet what an average person would see at 20 feet? Yes. Or you see, oh. or it has to be, how, how, what is that? I don't
1: know. <laughs> so after that, um, playing volleyball and um, I still enjoy a normal life. Like I didn't let it bother me. Um, even in college, um, they have what you call the accessibility department, access department. So, like, go in there, sign up for them, let them know what your disability is.
0: Did you use any assistive devices going through high school or college? Yeah, had tape recorders, okay?
1: We didn't have no iPad, iPhone, and all that. We had actual tape recorders <laughs> that say play, rewind, fa- uh, fast forward, or pause. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh.
0: I was using those
1: in college. Okay. For the millennials that don't know, <laughs>
0: <laughs> they are know the struggle. They are know to struggle. <laughs> um, the struggle.
1: Um, the devices that I needed was like the tape recording. Um, it was that. Um, also had things put in large print for me as well. Okay. Um. Okay. Do I read braille? No. The only thing I know about braille is the one little dot. Um, at this point,
0: that's a great point. If we could pause on that for a second, because I think in the world of, you know, I don't ever have to worry about my eyesight in that way. I think that there's an impression that if you're blind, of course you read Braille, but how, how common is it for a person that has a uh, legal blindness to actually know and learn Braille? Yeah, I
1: know a lot of people that read the Braille. And okay. Okay and i know um they read the braille they write in braille i know I, yeah me personally um do i want to learn braille technically no and the reason why and it's probably because of my pride of my ego um but i feel like i'm giving in into the disability I, i'm aware of it i embrace it you know i don't shy away from it i have my moments when i get frustrated you know like oh Darn it, I can't damn see. I wish I had my eyesight. But yeah. the biggest thing that I don't like about it is that I have to depend on other people because I am a very, I was a very independent person. And for me, for that independence to be taken away and to rely on other people, people ain't not going to do things the way you want it done. Okay? And you have to go on other people's time. So, and then when you d- go ahead and do it yourself, then people get mad at you what the heck, if I'm going to myself, why are you
0: getting And And that, that is one of the things that I wanted to um, kind of glean from you. What are the challenges that you face on a daily basis? You say you need assistance, but how much assistance do you actually require in your day-to-day today?
1: Um, I mean, they have things out. Like, I love my daughter. I'm going to say this. I love my daughter. She's 11 years old she been hounding me about getting an iphone i was totally against iphone i'm an android lover totally against the iphone so she like mom um there's 1.3 million people blind people that use iphone i think that's a good device for you and you need to use it because everybody else in the blind community use it so i said the only reason why you want me to get an iphone because you want an iphone she said yes but that's not the point <laughs> The point is, it's good for you. <laughs> so we went ahead. I went and got the iPhone. And the iPhone I got is the iPhone SE. The Cleveland site Center I recommend that by me being a first-time iPhone user because it has the button at the bottom. And I can push it to talk. I can, and I'm can. i going to tell you some of the things that is on that iPhone is so amazing. Um, I could push the button and say, hey, Siri, read my message. And it read my text message to me it reads my notification to me um it can read my email to me uh, and i'm loving that um it also had the features on there that when somebody calls you know um it tells me who calls so like it said oh my phone ring lexi call it you know and i like okay um nice yeah, it's it's pretty much amazing. And then um, there are they do have devices out here that help you um, read documents, um, read money, read. So I'm learning. I'm in the process of learning all that. So all that is new to me.
0: What would you say has has been your maybe like your most difficult moment with your eyesight? Ooh.
1: Let's see the most difficult moments is when nobody's around and I'm taking care of business on the phone and somebody want me to read off the account number or you know oh can you read a policy number so nine times out of ten I have to read you know go by memory I learn by memory of different numbers I have a whole bunch of numbers in my head account numbers you know, as far as credit cards, checking an account, all that memory. Yeah, it's very challenging. Um, I was on the phone with the company. I'm not going to say the company name. And take care of my business. And I said, can you do me a favor? And she was like, yes, ma'am. And I said, well, can you please put in the notes that I'm legally blind? So when I speak, call in and any of your colleagues talk to me, it will pull up. She said, Oh, no problem. You don't sound blind. Hmm. How do a person sound blind? <laughs> okay. So I I waited until she got done. And then she was like, Well, um, is there anything else I can help you with? I said, yes, there is. I have one question for you. Can you please tell me how a person sounds blind? And she like, oh my God, I'm oh my god, that was so stupid of me. I'm so sorry. I said, Oh, no, don't worry about it. You're not the first person that says something stupid to me but you have a beautiful day i have i have i have a, a walking cane you know and i have people because i do have a little bit sight left i you know i see shadows i can't see a person face features um but i see like little shadows so i remember i was in um the uh, on the east side of cleveland and i was um walking this was on shaker square and this guy was like, "Are you really blind?" And I'm like, "Why? Are you trying to rob me?" And I was saying it loud, and you're like, "No, no!" And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> "That's a good one." So, and at the age of 27, I start losing my hearing, which is affiliated with RIP. It's called Usher syndrome. So I wear oh. hearing aids, in both ears. Okay, it's that's challenging because when people talk to you, they sound muffled. You got people that talk low. You want them to speak up. So um, before the hearing aids, I'm like, "Huh? What you say? Repeat that again. I didn't. <laughs> um, I had to let people know too, before I had my cane that. If you see, you know, if you're on the side of me, my peripheral vision, I have no peripheral vision at all. Everything is straightforward. So, like, if you're on the side of me and you doing all this and, you know, doing whatever, I can't see none of that. So, a lot of people think I was ignoring them. No, I'm not ignoring you. I just can't damn see. Like, what the hell? So, I tell people, honestly, if you're on the side of me, let me know that you're trying to speak to me or say something to me or whatever. So... Now, because people that see me um and they know me from before and they see me now, they still treat me. I tell people, still treat me the same way. Don't treat me no different. And that's what I love about people. When I tell them that, they still treat me the same, you know. And I love that about my people in the circle. And there's some other people that would sit up here. Oh, come on, Tamika. You know, I can do this for you, I can do that snow's your road i am fine if i ask for help that's <laughs> but nine times out of ten let me do it myself if i can't but if i'm used to my surroundings yeah i walk around here like there's no problem well where i live at there's times when my daughter moved things around and i'm like girl stop moving stuff around I have, I have stuff in certain areas certain places you know what i'm saying
0: um, so do you have, like, a mental map of your apartment? Yes. How does that work for you? Okay. So you kind yes. of memorize where objects are so you can and make then, it around your apartment. Yes.
1: And I also um, move my, me and my daughter move my couches and stuff around because I'm a type of person. that's Like, I get bored real quick. So, like, my dining room was my living room and my living room was my dining room. And, you know, I just like to change up. not, you know, you have some people that come in and put their furniture in one spot and that's where it's been for like 15, 20 years. No, I like to switch around.
0: So you really haven't shortchanged your life in any way to accommodate the issues with your eyesight. In the contrary, it's really like, no, I'm just going to figure out how to continue living my life. and. The eyesight, I'll accommodate it when I need to, but I don't want to overly, you know, be dependent on devices and different things to to make my life easier. You sound like, I'm fine. I can live my life. Help me when I need the help. But for the most part, you're very independent. To the best of my ability right now, yes, ma'am. Oh, let me tell y'all.
1: Also, I was in Detroit. Uh, this was... But two years ago, yeah, about two years ago, went, and went skating. And people were so shocked to see me skating with my stick. And I and, I, and I, I love messing with people. I really do. This guy, he came over and he said, you want to skate with me? Sure, let's go skating. And so he's like, huh, put your stick down. All right. And now we're skating. And he was like so amazed. But I followed him. And then this is another thing that's so funny. When you sit up here and you use people as a guide, okay? So, like, if we go out somewhere, and like, on your shoulder or on your elbow holding it, you are considered the guide. So, wherever, and we, as the blind community, when your body shifts a certain way, we are no. If you turn to left, turn to right, if you're going up, going down, because of the way your body is. But then you have some people that will tell you they're going left and right. And not a lot of people don't know they left and they right. they be like, we turn it left and they turn right. I'm like, you sure? I have had people that bump, my cousins have bumped me into the walls and into the door so many doggone times that they didn't know they left and they right. And then they're going to turn around and say, "But well, you did it. I did it. I'm following oh. you. You're following I just have fun with it i never thought in the many years that my eyesight was going to decline in my fabulous 40s i thought it was going to be when i hit my sexy 60s or my sassy 70s you know what i'm saying but not my fabulous 40s you know oh yeah i have a word for each generation so of course teenagers teenagers and then the 20s is test tube why you test tube because you're waters. okay Then when you hit your 30, it's terrific because, you know, the light bulb come on. You know, you start living Uh, life. uh. Then the fabulous 40 because we live fabulously, of course. And then when you hit your 50s, you're fantastic. You're not taking no bull crap off of nobody. You do it fantastic. Okay. Then when you hit your 60s, you're sexy with it. It's so funny because my son that just turned 28, he tripping off of him just working off one job. Dude, you you t- you so tired off of one job, but let me tell you, I had you, and I was working full time job, and I was going to school full time, and I was hustling on the side. So I only had anywhere between two to four hours of sleep in my 20s. But yeah, so just to let everybody know, um, I graduated uh, from high school with a diploma, but I also went to one of them trade schools, so it was a certificate and basic accounting data entry. I went to Carhougher Community College, got my associate's degree in administrative assistant. I went to University of Phoenix online, got my bachelor's degree in business management. They want me to come back to get my master's. There is not no excuse. I love that. And I turned around, got a certificate in customer service web, as well as home health aid. So go ahead and by the way i'm a up and coming model um here in ohio we have ohio fashion week every september in menor ohio my daughter was part is part of it she asked me to come on board i did not want to do it because i told her that's show season i wanted to be a model years ago but you know by me being five two you know short models wasn't in you had to be tall you had to be I call them bags of bones, because I'm thick, you know. I was a, I was a, you know, a dime piece back then, but right now I'm in my 40s. I'm a quarter. I'm more valuable than I was back then. So, hey, you know what I'm saying? So, I embrace the thickness, okay? <laughs> I just
0: had to have love- this. I love your spirit though, I love your spirit. It's uh, I think that's one of the reasons why it's difficult for people to even tell that there's any disability at all. I think for a person that has not undergone the the like a, an era in my life where I actually had a disability that was that that you know, significant, in my mind, it's always it's always this thought like okay, if you had a disability that significant, then maybe life would be sad. But your life is far, from sad, you really don't make excuses for for anything. Like you really take control of your own happiness.
1: I have to, because I had two kids, and then I now I got grandbabies, two grandbabies, and I don't want my kids to feel like because you're going through something that's challenging, that that's going to knock you off your butt, and you have this you have to grovel in your own misery. No. Get out that darkness. Get out that pit, and keep it going. This is life. Disability people, the disability world. I just look at it that we are God. We all God's kids, but we are God's special kids because of the disability. If you ever sit down and talk to a person that's more that's disabled than a regular person, you have, if you notice they are more humble than the average person. They don't care about material stuff they just happy to be living so it's like you have to live life abundantly and that's one of the things that it says in the bible live life abundantly um and that's one of the things that i go by now before did i go by that no i didn't i was just living i was just i was just existing
0: can we talk about that a little bit though um so you you do have this really, really positive persona, but was there a time where emotionally this really weighed heavily on you in a negative way and you kinda of pulled yourself out of that? Or did you just never experience those super lows emotionally from, you know, trying to live with your disability? No, I'm not gonna lie
1: to nobody. No, you're gonna go through some shit. You're gonna go through some bullcrap. You're gonna go through an emotional roller coaster. You're going to go through like, oh my God, why me? Why me? You're going to go through uh, relationship-wise. This person don't want to talk to me because I'm blind. Or this person don't want to talk to me because I'm deaf. Or this person don't want to talk to me because um, I'm big or I'm skinny. It could be anything. It's not one perfect person on this planet. And everybody is calling themselves trying to be perfect. I embrace my imperfection did it take me a minute to get there yeah of course it's not it's not an overnight thing and that's just in life in general
0: is there anything in particular that helped you
1: god my daughter more than anything i'm gonna be honest a lot of people sit up here and say oh i can't learn from a kid let me tell you kids are one of the most brilliant people on this planet like, when we had moved out here where we at, and she said, I said, we live in a two-bedroom apartment. She said, no, we don't. We live in a hotel. I'm like, no, we live in a two-bedroom apartment. No, 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 Mom. No. Just think about it. Places that, when you go on vacation, and you in a hotel, and you look around, what's around? Restaurants, shopping, you know, and I'm sitting there like, you're right. She said, where are we at? We're around shopping and restaurants. So we live in a hotel. We live in our best life. And that's wisdom out of a mouth of a thing. I didn't look Mm. at it like that, but something that simple walked my eye. It woke me up. That's beautiful she she's she's such a great help she that's my rock that is truly my rock. um there are times you know i'd be like i don't want to put this burden on you, you are, oh no mom we fine you team we a team you're my best friend and i'm yours we you know we got this i got your back you got mine and oh. that, is, that is so true and i love her for that now this is the crazy part it's just to let everybody know my kids are exactly 17 years apart That is not by my plan. Wow. (laughs) When I, when my son was 17 in high school graduating and I was married at the time, I said, um, sweetie, um, I'm about to, I'm pregnant. Mom, you can't be pregnant. Stop playing. I'm pregnant. Mom are you serious you about to i'm 17 and you about to bring another baby into this world <laughs> Have you ever thought of protection i'm boy i'm in my 30s i had you i am married oh yeah you're, mm-hmm. you're right you're right
0: <laughs> <laughs> so when your son was younger you really weren't at the point where you needed a whole lot of assistance. Would you say his childhood was very different from your daughter's childhood in that way?
1: Totally different, totally different. Um, I was able to see uh, more. Um, I did a lot of activities with him. Um, We rode bikes together, we I, even went out he was a he liked football and basketball now i don't know how to play basketball but i know i do know how to throw a football so we out you know play, go out there and throw football and stuff i used to uh watch wrestling with him man now, let me tell y'all something wrestling ain't like what it used to be back in the day okay i don't know what it is now because i can't see it all i can do is hear but he taught me how to play john madden back in the day i used to whoop his butt when i got real good learning how to work the plays I mean, my son and I had fun. He knew that I was disabled, but mm-hmm. he didn't know to this magnitude. So, because for a minute there, we didn't see each other. Um, when he saw me again and noticed that I had my cane, um, my cousin was like, he's looking kind of weird, you know. And so I said, come here. And he's like, okay. He's like, yeah, Ma. And he was like, I said, come here. So he bent down to my face. And I, I said, "Now the only way I can see you is me feeling on your face." So when, I, as I was feeling on his face, I noticed he had his little goatee and everything and stuff. And he was like, "Are you serious, mommy? Aww. Can you see me?" I said, "I'm so serious. I can't see." You. And mm. it it kind of like messed him up a little bit. He had to go outside, take a little breather, and um, it I noticed it bothered him a whole lot. You know? A whole lot. Um, now he called, check up on me. Hey, ma, you okay? You need anything? And I'm like, no, a couple of dollars won't help, but
0: yeah. You know. <laughs> <laughs> so you talked a little bit about your emotional journey, and you spoke about how you know you had times where you were down, but you've always been a confident person, and it sounds like that's really been helpful for you. And picking your spirits up and keeping you as independent as possible. But how, what was the emotional journey? What did that look like for your children? So for your son, he saw you younger being a person with a disability, but not really living a disabled life? Right.
1: When you have boys and it, and they not mama boys, my son, I made sure he wasn't a mama boy. Mm-mm. I don't want no mama boy because I want you to stand on your own two feet. I don't need you to depend mm-hmm. on me. For anything because when I was 14 years old, I was one of those kids. I was like, I am not about to depend on my mother and father. So if something were to happen to them at an early age, you know, at a younger age, I would have to be up on my feet and be on my P's and cues. And that's one of the things that I'm teaching, was teaching my kids. And I let him know, no, go out there, do you, learn you. I can't teach a man how to be a man, but I could teach him the type of man I would like for him to be. So do he open doors for women do he compliment women do he do? yes he does now there are moments when he's with a female and they put the females out here do challenge men there's her times that he had disrespected females I'm like dude but under the circumstances I understand because when you are in a relationship things do you know flare up people say hurtful things. You know, to each other. But have my son ever been to jail? My son never been in jail. Twenty-eight years old, never been to jail. Have you ever been in trouble with the law? Not one time. Why? Because you know I will kick his behind. <laughs> <laughs> That's, one That's his right. I was one. I was even. I was one of those mothers that even when he was in twelfth grade, I still went up to the school unannounced, checking up on him. And, I, and then it's so funny, you know, I go through that, like, with my son. Um, we used to play games, like, we used to go down to Tower City and hang out and stuff, and there will be females that want to kick it with them and stuff, or talk to them or whatever. I'd be like, why are you looking at my man? He'd be like, Mom, stop cock-blocking. I'm like, stop looking <laughs> <you> at <laughs> my man. Yeah. And it's just having fun. Now, I'm having the fun with my daughter, and she'd be like, oh my God, you're so embarrassing. Oh my God, would you just stop? But I just want my kids to know that you don't have a mother that is depressed even though I was diagnosed with depression I was diagnosed with anxiety um but I don't let that get to me you know I don't let that control my life because the bigger picture is to live life. Now when I get in those when I get in those moves I turn on some music, I drink my wine, and I'm good,
0: okay now, with your daughter, because she was she came along so much later in your life, her journey has been a bit different, and she I met her she's incredibly mature, incredibly responsible, incredibly well articulated that young lady can speak she can speak to any room, and she's extremely confident. Would you say because of your relationship with her and the way that you two interact, given the fact that you have issues with your sight? Do you think that had a huge impact on the way that she is being kind of developed into a a young lady versus your son, where it was more playful and um, he didn't really he wasn't super involved with assisting you per se?
1: Very much so and i explained to her at a younger age that mommy can't see you know um she went to the site center with me so she could see how the blind community is different devices she was able to see that she see when so she like i said she's a very big help um and then this also teach her to be humble and to be aware of people. And she loved helping other people. Uh, Some years ago, we did, she wanted wanted to help out the homeless community. We put it on Facebook that she wanted to um, collect blankets. So it was a certain way that she worded and somebody else was editing it for me. And it was like, no, you can't say it this way. You got to say it this way because then people going to make it seem like you're trying to control the, you know. And she said, no, we're going to do it this way. And I said, let her do it the way she want to do it. You got to remember, she's a kid. Grown folks going to listen to a kid before they listen to another grown folk. And that's one of the things I have learned from her. I learned so much from my baby. It's ridiculous. Um. I learned a lot from my son too on a male perspective for sports and other things but from her and her knowing how i am i see a lot of me in her too much of me in her to the point that i you <laughs> with myself you know mm-hmm. and i'm like and i sit there and be like why am i talking to myself and, yes, she is much more mature. I, I teach her how to pay bills. I try to teach my son that he ain't want no parts of it. My daughter, on the hand, learn. Um, I try to teach
0: my son how to cook. He ain't want no parts of it. My daughter, come on, mom, what we gonna cook? And just to remind all of y'all, she's 11. Let's not... She She's... We're not talking about... I got a 16-year-old. She can season some stuff up, but at 11... Ah, I don't know, she was, you know, you talked also about having been married, but you're not currently married, right? I'm happily divorced, yes! How (laughs) long were you married? (laughs)
1: Um, When me being married, let's see, I was married exactly probably two years, I dealt with the price of 15
0: was your partner at that time stepping into the assistive role when you were married? With
1: him, before we got involved, we was friends, and I, I turned to him and I asked him, I said, I have an eye disorder, I have hearing issues. Do you think you'll be able to handle if it ever comes to that? And I said, before you even give me a fast yes, I need you to think about it, let it marinate, and then give me your answer. Because people, and this is one of the things, people hear more than they listen. And what I mean by that, people hear the words that's coming out of your mouth, but they don't listen. When you listen, you let the words go in one ear, you let it marinate in your brain a couple of minutes, go around in the circle, then it slowly ooze on out of the other side of your ear. When you hear somebody, <laughs> You it just go in and then go straight out, so you don't we hear right
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> And and be and consider everything. That's really what it is. Like, are you really considering yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, I hear you.
1: He he came back and he said, "Yes, I can deal with it." You sure? And and I I even turned around and told him, "I said, do your research, so you'll know. So if there's ever come any signs or whatever, then you'll know what to do in this. You know, this or that." So I remember there was a situation. My son um, had a had a, um, a school event, you know, carnival, some type of school event, fun event. And when we left the school, it was like dark time. So we was walking back and there was a, a street that we came towards and it didn't really have any street lights on it. And I'm like, uh... I need your help. I can't see. And he like, what you mean you can't see? I'm right here. No, I need your help. Can you please come back here? Because he was a little further up. Can you please come here so you can help me? Oh my God. Are you serious, oh, Tamika? And I'm like, I said, i get you. In my brain, I'm going to get you when we be at home. Because there was other people around us. You know. Because I was going through some mental abuse verbal abuse emotional abuse um okay and that right there is like oh taking a toe but without me having god on my side i think Oof. i would be in the i think i would have been like way far down like in the crust of the earth you know mm.
0: because at that
1: time i was going through the abuse, mental, emotional abuse, verbal abuse, and then dealing with his alcoholism, finding out that he was a substance abuser, um, then going through the fact that my mom was sick, my dad was sick, my son was oh my. You know, going through a, a teenage rebellious years of rebellion. So the only light that was happening in my life was my daughter, because I had a baby that depended on me and I couldn't think of nothing else. I had to keep it moving because if something happened to me, where my
0: son going to be at, where my daughter going to be at? And that was my focus. Just I tip my hat to you. Goodness, that's a lot to be moving through in your life at one time for anybody during that time who were you talking to about all this stuff who what was your outlet like how did you work your way through this energy aside from staying inspired to care for your children as a mother were you seeing a therapist did you have like a bestie i don't believe in best best friends
1: that's a whole nother subject we're gonna talk about that all another one. But anyway
0: <laughs> okay um
1: But um, I had my cousins to talk to. At the time when my godmother was living, I had her to talk to. Therapy didn't start for me until January of 2022. 2022 of this year. Yeah, when I say I leaned on God, I seriously leaned on God. With all the crap that I was going through i probably would have been a stronger i don't crack i probably would have been became an alcoholic i probably would have became a prostitute i don't know just to get some type of relief but i came through it and because of all those different avenues it made me stronger it made me the woman that who i am right now and like i and people always ask me well why you didn't stay with your husband why you didn't try to work out no i did try to work out i did there like we try to do marriage counseling that didn't work we try to sit down me and him sat down in front of, in our living room i told him here i have his one beer and i have my wine and we're gonna talk everything out i found out so much stuff about his family that it was on his mind and in his on his back and he was just carrying all these emotions. You know, it just, it made me understand him better.
0: You tried to kind of work out the problems, but you, you weren't able to. So obviously y'all divorced. What was the divorce process like for you? He did, like, he, how did, what,
1: he did not believe me. He when didn't I believe if you wanted he, to divorce him? No, he didn't. Right. He did not believe it. Look, I said, this is how I had to explain. I said, the love that I have for you was when you have, when you look in that freezer and you know that big block of ice, and it's so hard, that's full of love, you know. But then when things happen in your marriage relationship and you start chipping away and keep chipping away at that Mm. ice and to the point that it's not there anymore. That's why I got that divorce. That's one of the reasons. But my main reason why I got divorced is because of my daughter. It's when it affected my daughter, all bets was off. Because I don't want her to meet another man like her father. Now, don't get me wrong. When he's sober, he's the sweetest pie. Oh, my God, you will fall in love with him. But once those demons of drugs or alcohol enter into a person's body, it's a holy time different thing. I did not want my daughter to be okay thinking that this is the way how a relationship is, or this is the way how marriage is, because it's not. Now, was he a, a good dad? Yes. I cannot take that from him from the age, from the time she was in my conceive all the way up until the age of eight. He was damn good, drunk and sober. He was damn good to her. But Sometimes things happen. With that being said, we don't speak all like that. Anytime we speak, we have our issues. And Just the one thing I don't understand. I hope somebody's out there seeing this. i just put it in the comments, y'all. Why do men, or women, if they're in this situation, but why do people, especially men because I'm a woman and I'm dealing with men, think that because you go through a situation and a child is see the situation that the mother is putting the crap in the in the child's head, thinking that the child don't have a brain of their own. That's the part I don't understand. Like they just Just dumb plum, you know. But we're gonna go back to the blindness part.
0: I have my moments when I
1: get the subject. <laughs>
0: That's okay. So you you decided completely on your own, independent because obviously he didn't agree with you with the divorce. He he thought y'all was just gonna keep keep on the way you were, and you weren't talking to a therapist. Oh no,
1: no, I wasn't no, we wasn't talking to a therapist at that point. Uh Uh-uh. Okay. What happened was I turned around. Okay, so after the chipping of the ice and explaining and all that to him, I said, once this ring come on, that means I am so serious about this divorce. He didn't believe me. I took that ring off and I threw it out in the yard. He went out there in that yard looking for that ring. I didn't give a damn. Look, look, go ahead and keep looking.
0: That, were the feelings gone at that point for you?
1: My feeling was totally gone at that point.
0: I love that the energy you're personifying is blind or not, put, not putting up with your shit. Right. <laughs> you have to, I work with you, but you have to come correct. You have to meet me halfway. You have to so your disabilities really didn't change your standards not really let's talk about that though
1: i'm gonna say this when you meet someone and you see flags on the field (laughs) you go through those through the flag well you know he got potential you know this person got potential this person, when you say a person has potential, that means they are trying. No, I don't want a person that is trying. I want a person that is a doer, not a try. Let go, just let go. The reason why I say let go to keep your sanity. Is, is my hair straight? Okay. No, I can't see. So yeah, it's Okay, y'all. So yeah. <laughs> got to do a hair I check. Got you to be looking crazy. I got you. Look, <laughs> this is another thing. When you're blind and you don't know what's going on on your own body and people don't tell you nothing.
0: Yes. Listen, I'm not even blind, but that's one of my pet peeves. It's like, listen, if I got a booger in my nose, my hair is sticking up. Tell me. Tell me. So I definitely do tell people. But that is I'm, I'm glad you said that, too, because that is kind of something I wanted to transition into your life today and things like that. How do you choose? How do you date? How do you choose your clothes for the day? How do you do your hair? How do you kind of go about the things that for the average person requires us to have visual cues to help us navigate? But for you, you don't have that. So how do you how do you navigate that kind of stuff?
1: OK, so far as on the dating scene, i um, i flirt i i tell a person i flirt my behind off i have fun flirting because i went through so much bull crap growing up you know you when you go through different relationships you know and through different personalities and stuff when you get to a certain age you like i ain't about to be bothered with that i'm not about to deal with this i'm not i'm not about to deal with all that so now i'm on the dating scene i just have fun because when you dating you get perks when that date reached to another level, the perks start going down. You know, uh, I don't have to answer. I don't have to answer to nobody. I don't have to argue with nobody. I am peachy. I heard that. Ain't
0: <laughs> <You're laughs> nothing wrong with it. So you're happily single. I am very much happily single. Okay, you do go out on dates though.
1: I do date. Actually, I'll I, I, I be having my friends.
0: Give us an example of what it would look like for you to go out on a date for the first time with somebody.
1: So there was a person that I did go on a date with. So this particular person that I went on a date with pissed me the hell off, first of all, because first of all, you was late. Wait, 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 wait,
0: wait, wait. Let's talk about how how did you meet this person?
1: I met this person um, on a transportation service. You know, conversation was... The bomb. The conversation was really nice. It was going and everything. So we exchanged numbers. And after that, you know, call, to chat on the phone, stuff like that. And so we ended up going out on a date. Went to a restaurant. And <sighs> it was. I'm going to tell you, it was just very... Ch- I'm trying to not, like, be mean about it. But I just say we on two different levels. Okay, but this price is more on the B status, you okay. know, and, and I'm not on the B status no more, you know, um, not to be funny, I just, the reason why, because I choose to be on a higher standard, because I have a daughter, and I want her, I don't want her to settle just for anything, and that was going on with me through my journey of life i settled for stuff just because i wanted to be not to be alone or you know what i'm saying so now i don't care about being by myself i have fun being by myself i have took myself on dates by myself yes. <laughs> yes. i'm going to spoil me Because if you don't spoil you, all your young people, if you don't spoil yourself to the magnitude that you want, then you will not know how it feels to be on that higher level. Because if you with a person that want to take you to Burger King or McDonald's, you're not going to know how, you know, Morton's or John Q Steakhouse or Longhorn or any of those restaurants is because you are settling for a McDonald's meal. I'm not doing it no more. I'm in my family's for I'm about to be half a century in three years. Fifty years old in three years. So once I hit my fantastic club, then all bets is off. Ain't no. I'm not taking no crap. I'm not taking no crap now. No scrub. No just TLC. No scrub. No. <laughs> <laughs> So that's on the dating scene, not on me, like shopping for clothes and this and that. I do have to have somebody with me, but um, I do do the feeling on the clothes. I got to see how I feel against my skin and stuff, opposed to how it looks. I have to ask questions, okay, what this powder look like? But it's so funny because people have a hard time describing stuff. And I mess with people. I'm like, so you don't know your colors. So <laughs>
0: it's a pink. I kind of I like that, though. I think for me, when I've spent time with you, you have challenged me to think about life, just really simple everyday things in ways that I normally wouldn't have thought about it. To the texture, how deep is the color? How light is the pink? I love that yeah. you bring that degree of awareness to your interactions. And with love, with smiles all the time, every time.
1: Yeah, let me tell you, uh, <laughs> when I met Lexi, now this is the thing, Lexi is such a beautiful woman, you know? inside out. I just met her a couple of months ago and me and her vibe so well. Um but when I met Lexi she was like Are you sure you're blind?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I needed proof y'all I needed proof <laughs> now I didn't say oh. you don't sound blind. I didn't go there.
1: <laughs> no, I didn't go there. But it was so funny the way she... And it's like she was trying to say it without being like rude about it. And I'm like, no, go ahead speak. Go ahead. You know what I'm saying?
0: Uh, y'all, my eyes, my eyes were squinting. I was looking like, hold on. Because we got a mutual friend. And I was like, so she the one that's blind, right? Because <laughs> you carry on as if that the issues with eyesight have no impact whatsoever on your life, on the way that you interact with people, You talked about um, selling uh, cosmetics, and I'm just like, she does, I don't even know how to do my makeup. I use eyeliner pencil, and that's probably the extent of makeup that I use, not because I don't like it, because I just don't really know a whole lot about makeup, but here you were. In the business of selling it, I'm gonna tell you,
1: I don't know nothing about makeup. My daughter is teaching me about makeup. Look, she did my face right now. Look, but when I did the fashion show, it was I met so many amazing people. Um, did the makeup? The young lady was like the one of the designers. She was like, "Do you mind wearing this? You know, you're gonna be showing some skin. Come on, bring it out, bring it (laughs) out." Look, it's not. I can't get scared because I can't see nobody's face, so it don't bother me. I never thought about that.
0: Yeah, I never but, thought about that.
1: Yeah, I. You know what? Just what I tell people. Uh, don't don't you feel like embarrassed for what? I can't see nobody facial expression, so no, it don't bother me if a nipple come out, okay, everybody see a nipple before it. There's no difference. Okay, whatever.
0: But- okay, let let's talk about this for a little bit, though, because you you are not shy. You don't shy away from people. You don't shy away from crowds. How do you judge a person's, you know, worthiness? Like, do I want this person close to me, or am I going to keep them at arm's length, or not deal with them at all?
1: People just gravitate to me, and I feel off they buy their energy. If your energy sucks, then you're not in my circle. I'm mutual friend. Just met her last year. But you swear up and down, think we've been knowing each other for 10, 15 years.
0: Yo, I want to tell you that my eyes just widened a little bit. I was like, hold on, last year. (laughs) We just met last year. Yeah. I definitely (laughs) thought you had been friends a little longer than that. I thought maybe a few years. And you see how we vibe.
1: Absolutely. This was some years ago. I had asked God to bring positive people around me keep the negative away now every now and then negativity try to come up but i
0: yes gotta block it okay wait 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 before we go too far past that that's what i want to talk about like how do you recognize the signs of somebody that you need to distance yourself from um
1: there are times when god amplifies things in my life so there may be days When the sun is so bright that I'm able to see somebody's hair, like I'm mutual friend, you know, she like to color her hair a lot. So yes, one time I was, it was a light, and I was able. I said, "Oh my God, your hair is gorgeous!" And she like, you can see my hair, you can see it. (laughs) But it's like I have to give it to God because. Without him, and I'm not trying to preach to nobody. I'm not trying to convert y'all or anything. But because of him working in my life, I believe he's using me to get to other people in different ways. I was told that I talk aggressively, or I'm I'm too brutally honest. That's just me, you know. Because I I tell the truth on me in a minute, like, and just another thing, I can't lie. Ever since I was little, if I lie, my face would give it away. Like, if, if somebody said, well, you know, hey, Mika, what you think of this song? I'd be like, oh, it's good. But my face would give it away. <laughs> you know what you? Yeah. So so I have to tell them, well, you know what, this needs to be work on. I think this needs to be, oh, you need to do this. And they'd be like, I, well, I wasn't asking, like, all that. Okay. Oh,
0: Cause it's like, you don't have to look at their little sad face or them rolling their eyes or, you know, or looking off to the side or fidgeting with their hands or whatever. You, you can just be pure about what you're giving your focus to and then give pure feedback about it. I want her to talk about how she got close with the Lord. Hallelujah. (laughs) Okay. Well, we got a special request. Sound like a story time to me. Okay, this is our mutual
1: friend. Do you want me? I, I'm not gonna say your name, but you might no, as well I'll come meet. on
0: and make a, a guest appearance. It's a man. <laughs> <laughs> you might um, as well say hi since you've been name requests and stuff. Right, right. Yeah. So
1: I just want you guys to know like, my name is Tony, I'm from Paris. Right.
0: um I am leaving this in the video too. Tamika, do you know she got a whole roll of toilet paper in her nose right now? She got I'm, a whole
1: roll of toilet paper in her nose. I'm sick. <laughs> because her daughter, her daughter and my husband got me sick. <clears throat> she got Vicks Vapor Rub on it. But this story is gonna blow you guys mind because we're all about spirituality, and this is how she got close with the Lord. Tell her. Okay. I'm gonna say this to everybody. Don't don't get it twisted. I love my mom dearly. Okay. I love my mom to the fullest okay so when I was little a younger child my mom dabbled into the voodoo well they witchcraft okay and was trying to teach me witchcraft this is how I know God exists so it was my brother and I we four years apart and she put out this board the Regie board and was talking about let's play a game okay of course when you a kid you see a board you, you game you ready to play so in my mind I'm like okay this is a, a board with the instructions oh I got the instructions right here it was a book okay so we in the living room we doing this Regie board and kids gonna be kids me and my brother pushing the thing back tripod back, back and forth is she telling us to stop okay so she started reading she was speaking English Then all of a sudden she starts talking gibberish the room got really cold then the thing started moving when that thing moved I jumped up I ran to my room I closed the door and I didn't have a lock on my door I hid up under the bed I mean, up under the covers in my bed. Tamika, you broke the gate. You got to come back down here. i have seen there like, I didn't see no gate. You know, you were a kid. What? can she tell me? I don't see no gate. So,
0: right.
1: Um. So then she like, you got to come back down here. Come back down here. And I, I ain't coming back down here. So... She come up the steps, she's trying to get in And I'm praying, God, please help me Please, I don't want her to come in here Oh Lord, I don't want to do this no more Please protect me, Lord, Jesus, Lord So, at that point When she tried to open up the door The force would not let her open that door Now remind you, there's no locks on the door So I could not lock the door There's no, no locks Just open up the door and and walk in that night, I fell asleep. That morning, got up. And when I went downstairs, after I brushed my teeth and stuff, went downstairs, she, I need to talk to you. And I mean, she had this mean evil look on her face. And she was like, you broke the gate. And I'm like, Mom, I don't know what you're seeing, but I didn't see no gate. Ain't no gate in that room. What gate do you see? So she was like, You broke the gate and you let some people out and that's not cool. We have to do it." I'm not doing it. that scared me. And from the time of that moment up until the time of her passing, um we used to bump heads a lot. A lot. And so Found out there was a curse on our family That The women was not going to live Past their 50s My mom passed away At 58 She passed away at 58 Women in the family Is going to Mothers is going to argue with their daughters That was the curse So yes Me and my mother bump heads Have I ever disrespect her Call her out her name in the set? No I'm not stupid. But did I say that under my breath? Hell yeah, that's any kid, you know. So how did
0: you find out your family had a curse?
1: Oh, when you ask questions
0: on with other family members. Did y'all ever did she ever make you go back and close the gate? No, I was not doing it. And I meant that I was not
1: doing it. I don't care. I I had to have my um my great aunt. Come into the situation to navigate to shut that down because I wasn't doing it, I was too scared. But she had the, the Indian dolls with the pins, she had a bottle of vodka. As you get older, when you're a kid, you know, you try things, was, take a sip of the vodka. Oh, Lord, no, and put add some water <laughs> into it. so she wouldn't know that I messed with it. Okay, so but she had the book. <laughs> Let me tell you about this book though. The I can't even remember the name of the book because it's so out of out of my mind, but she had this book. I went to go throw the book away. The book in the back up in the room. I went to throw it out in the trash outside the house. It ended up back inside the house. Found out there was all Hold on how was this like some spooky creepy when I took over the house the um, book the book was up in the attic. But who that's another story there. But um my mom and I, we was close, but wasn't close. I was one of those kids that try to buy my mom's love. She wasn't a, an affection type person. Like my daughter come to me and say, hey, mommy, I love you. And we hug each other. And I tell her I love her back. I didn't get that for my mom. Um oh,
0: okay.
1: Like when I was pregnant, you know, when you're pregnant and you're, you know, people rubbing your belly and stuff. Hey, mom, you want to feel the baby? No, I'm not touching it. No, I'm not feeling it badly. No, i cool. I wait till he or she come out.
0: Oh, okay. No problem. How did that make you feel? I didn't understand
1: what was going on. Growing up, like, I would do different activities. I played volleyball. stuff. never came to one of my games. You know, never came to one of my games. Became an executive assistant of a hotel in Cleveland. Without a degree. A black woman, young black woman without a degree, to get that position. And never came to visit me in my office. It's it's like, but dang, what did I do? What's going on with me that you don't want to help celebrate me? Well, years later, I found out that it was some jealousy issue going on and me not knowing it, you know, and stuff. Well, because you live your life the way you live it, don't stop me from living my life the way I live it. But at the same time, I'm trying to find and get that motherly love from you. So I had to go out of that circle and get it from my aunties or my godmother or my, at the time my best friend my grandmother or anybody else to give me to give me that mother and figure and like she told me well we not friends I'm your mother oh okay cool no problem I give that and I mean like I said me and her used to bump heads a lot so that's another reason why I chose to um, do things differently as far as the upbringing with my kids than from what my mom did with me um that's a whole nother <laughs> woo, that's a whole nother subject
0: how did how did your mother hold space for your disabilities do i feel that my parents
1: was ashamed of me um there are times that i felt that way our time you know there was times, but not a whole lot she still her and my dad still treating me normal like a normal child of course, I okay. mean, not thinking, you know, being teenagers, cutting class, and all that. But I was so good at it, you know. And <laughs> let me tell y'all: in kids watching this, don't y'all dare do that. But my mom passed away in twenty twelve. God bless her soul. You know, rest in peace. Um, my dad, I don't talk with my dad. I love him, but I, I, I just don't talk to him. He um, was diagnosed with dementia. But it's some other mental issues going on with him. So um and I you know, that's for another segment. But I, I have to have boundaries. I have to in my fabulous forties, I have to have positivity. I have to have I love it.
0: I you to. you are positivity. I like what you said about, you know, I don't really pick people to be in my life. It's just people gravitate toward me and if the vibe is there, the vibe is there. You radiate such a positivity about you. I can imagine that the people you attract really are good-hearted, well intended just, you know, decent people. Even if they're people that have, we all have some problems. Nobody's perfect. But I can see how you attract the type of person around you that would be, that would take care, There'd be a good steward of your heart and and even your surroundings. Watch out for you, that kind of thing. I'm not surprised we have that same mutual friend because that's her energy too, you know?
1: Yes, and then our other mutual friend, you know, i will be t- messing with him and flirting with him and everything, yeah. and, and, and it's so funny. And it's so funny because it's like I can't see his facial expression, but I get the vibe off of y'all of how he <laughs> reacts. <to laughs> I say.
0: We have a good time with that. We have a good, good, good time with that because you're the very outspoken, confident. You know, very. In your face, like, oh, come here, and he's so like shy, and like, oh, oh, okay.
1: <laughs> and what, and what happened? What did I tell you? I said, when you around me, I'm gonna get you up out your shell. That's exactly what I told mm-hmm. him, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> you it. But it'd be so funny, like you know, my I'm gonna tell y'all my favorite show. You know, is the Over. And um, sisters, you know the Tyler Perry. I love Tyler Perry. Tyler Perry, if you are watching this, or if any of your people is watching this, come and get me. I, I, man, you just don't know. She got the juice, okay.
0: Tyler. She got the juice. Come on, Perry
1: Studios. Come, 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 come. Okay, so, um, but my, I don't let my blindness define me. I don't let my hearing aid define me because. One thing I have learned is I could be around my friends, I could be around my family, and I still feel alone. And why I say that is because everybody that's around me can see. They don't understand the frustration of what a person go through when they're in that disability mode. But I don't want you to make me feel different either. If your eyesight get taken away right now, you would be so messed up you wouldn't know what to do. So my question to you is just say if your eyesight was taken away
0: right this moment, how would you feel right now? How would I feel about losing my sight?
1: At this moment. I
0: think for for me it would definitely be scary. It would I would feel like a deficit probably like a void like something's missing. Not just that something changed but that something's missing. And uh, for me, I think that would have a profound effect because I'm a fixer personality. So I always want to fix some stuff. Uh, it's ironic that you should ask that, though, because I just read a book. I finished it this morning before this podcast interview. And part of it was speaking to the blindness that we all have. Like we think we can see, but because we don't pay attention, we, there really is a blindness that's underlying and people who are blind can actually see a lot of things more clearly than we can because we get distracted by things that don't even matter. So, That's and, so and if I lost my sight right now, I'll be on the phone with you. <laughs> <laughs> Help me. Help me. Help me. <laughs> Probably <laughs> acting a fool, snot, everything. I don't know yes. what to do. <laughs> um.
1: And it's so funny because I know with the Cleveland Sight Center, like I said, they a big, a huge part of my life. I actually is a volunteer for Share the Vision. So my job is to speak to um, anybody that comes into the sight center that just recently or new, the newbies um, of the blind community and how they adapt to it. Um, you know to losing their sight. So um I have met quite a few people um in that program that is so amazing. And um the coordinator, the director of uh, set up and was like, You have such a beautiful personality. I I just I I just want you to rub off on some other people. And I'm like, okay, let me see if it can rub off. You know, <laughs> I was also told because of my personality, that I could be a motivational speaker. And I'm like, really? I'm like,
0: no, nah, I'm just being myself. No, really, really. You really, really could be. I mean, you're mo- you're motivational speaking right now. So- <laughs> I never looked at it like that, but yeah. Take us away with a couple of pointers for sighted people. Some considerations we can make or things we can pay attention to just to relate more or be more uh, cognizant of you know how you move and how you live as a person with issues with your sight and with your uh hearing what are things that we can do or stop doing like saying you don't sound blind (laughs) (laughs) what are some things that we can do the first thing is
1: respect make sure you respect the person's boundaries Ask them how they doing. Don't assume. Um, ask them do they need help. Don't assume. Another thing too is, don't have a poor mindset um, about asking questions because we, and this is with anybody in the disability community, will let you know, you know about how we feel, what we think. And we and we think outside the box we simple but we also think outside the box um another thing too is um we in the blind community don't mind educate cleveland sites um teach you other resources national the national federation for the blind um you have the ohio blind school you have it's, it's if you can go and just go on google or series and look up it works differently for everybody so if a person is bumping into walls or pumping you know like the kids if they bumping into walls or if they bumping into tables and stuff and you haven't moved the tables and of course you haven't moved the wall then scope take them to the eye doctor to see what's going on with them if they sit up here and say if they squint in their eyes you know take them to the eye doctor if the little kids is going up to this big screen tv that you have yes. girls that is like a yes. movie theater and they still walking up to the TV, take them to the mm-hmm. iPhone. You know.
0: Good point. Especially kids.
1: A lot of people don't pay attention to their kids, and then their kids have something going on with them and they don't know until years later. Like my son, I knew something was going on with him. He he was diagnosed with ADHD. You know, and I caught that at an early age. They wanted to put him on medicine, and I told him, hey, no, he's not going to be walking around here like a zombie. I'm sorry. There's other ways to doing that. So I had to go and do a a support group, as far as a parent group, to learn about ADHD. But I still whooped that tail, because I'm not going to treat him no different. (laughs)
0: Yep. Still, still holding people accountable is a good thing, not a bad thing. I think sometimes right. we might make accommodations. Like you had spoken earlier about people trying to help you when you don't even need help. That's disabling. That trying to take away what independence a person does have. I love the, right. the perspective that you kind of shined on that. There's also an app that um, I have called Be My Eyes, where a person who's blind can just put out a request for a sighted person to assist them. It's very random. I think I've only ever gotten one call, but there are requests like, you know, help me pick out clothes or help me shop, help, you know, help me do just simple tasks. And so for people who want to be a little more exposed to that kind of thing, or maybe just contribute in your little own small way, it might only be five minutes. But it is a way to kind of, you know, just serve something other than yourself. I think that makes us better people. I agree. So, last question, Tamika. Yes. What What does the future look like for you? Having more fun. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Um, More travel, traveling more, um, living life more, enjoying my grandbabies. um. Congratulations, by the way. Thank you. They are exactly one year and one year, one year and one day apart. So those are my prince and
0: princess. Um, Would you ever get married again? Viewers want to know. Viewers want to know. Let's see.
1: (laughs) Yes, I would get married again. Um, Okay. Marriage is a beautiful thing if you be with the person that is like your soulmate. There is a gentleman that been in my life for a very long time, even before I got married. And even like I told the ex-husband, no Nicola, I don't need to cheat on you. I have friends before you. I'm gonna have friends with you and I'm gonna have friends after you. So go ahead, Tamika. To- so <laughs> um but the thing about it you just have to know to put your boundaries when it comes to your friends. You know what I'm saying? Your male friends, female friends, whatever. Just to give you an example, you know, okay, so for the millennials that don't know, back in the day, we yeah. had a thing called VCR. Okay, so the VCR okay. is when you put this VHS tape in the VCR. They don't know about
0: the VHS, girl. They don't know.
1: <laughs> when you push play, right? So on our life, we push play. But we have more pauses than play in our life.
0: Up in age, gotta go ahead and talk. Talk to Mika. <laughs> it's gonna be, it's gonna be more plays, you know. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining my podcast. Thank you, I
1: truly appreciate this because um, this is a great way of educating people about the blind community. Um, and you should have other um, people from all walks of life on your platform so everybody can hear the story and can uplift other people um, in the world. Because, you know, this, this by you being on YouTube, this, going, this is global. So it could be somebody that's in India or in China or in Italy, you know, that will hear our stories, you know, that will be going through the same thing not knowing what to do or what how to say it or whatever so with that being said now the next time i be on her podcast
0: we're gonna get down to the nitty-gritty on some other subjects all right you know i wanted to but okay we're (laughs) gonna the kids the kids is in the space we're gonna be respectful what you share gems every time and you gave us some of that good tamika happy high vibrational spirit the frequency girl you know the frequency you're not a frequency. Come on. That's in. You're in the frequency. So thank you so much for joining today. Hey, gorgeous. She okay. got inches.
1: Oh, she yes. yes. put on my wig.
0: All right, ladies. Well, thank, thank you, you so, so much, much for joining. Love you. I love you. Love you too, baby. Oh,
1: I can't Think my brain is on a okay. The frequency is going no. Uh, <laughs> uh, people, that, God, did you see that? I said,
0: if I could, I would. I keep having to remember to go back to talking about your blindness and stuff because Tamika, be honest, the guy, I be feeling like like oh yeah, that's right, you blind. I-, I forgot about that. <laughs> oh yeah. That's- what? This is a podcast. What is the problem? Okay, I'm sorry, y'all. that's okay. We can wrap you up, and this will be edited anyway. So I can take that part out. It's not a big deal.